Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. You like classic video games. I like classic video games. Everybody loves classic video games. This is Chris Cowan from the Pop Mockers Comedy Podcast, and you are listening to Two Dudes and an NES. Hey, Jesse. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Uh, you ready to redeem yourself? I guess. Last week was a little embarrassing, huh? Yeah, for, for, for uh, us. For us. Aaron a lot of ways. obviously knows what he was doing, but uh, we we sound like amateurs last week, and maybe a little bit in the editing process, too. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, like, that was my bad. You know, here's the thing. Just, just to kind of explain what happened there. I was on the I was editing the show and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go on We Guys page. So for those of you that don't know, we go to this guy that's called We Guy on YouTube, and uh, uh, we get our music. He's kind of compiled pretty much every NES game that you could think of or that there is, um, and he's compiled all the music. And so I typed in Mega Man, and then it come up, you know, all the different Mega Mans that he had. And I even told myself, I was like, okay, be sure to click on this Mega Man with no number. Apparently, I just didn't, I forgot my own, I just didn't heed my own advice there. And uh, <laughs> just uh, willy-nilly picked randomly Mega Man 4. And, of course, at that point, you just go on his page and you download the thing. And I didn't notice the, anything and just moved on. And uh, that was uh, my bad. So. Yeah. So we're not talking about Mega Man 4, for everybody who's curious. We're actually talking about Mega Man number 1, the original Mega Man. So if you guessed Mega Man 4 after last week's show, then I'm sorry. You were right, technically, but we meant, we meant to talk about Mega Man number 1. We'll get to Mega Man 4 eventually. Yeah. While we're on the uh, subject of me being an idiot, I wanted to bring up something. So you put up on... So I have my whole life struggled with the spelling of Wednesday. Now I don't I don't consider myself a stupid person, but uh-huh. it's one you know there's always that thing that you that should be easy for you to do but it's like not. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday has always been my Achilles heel. Like I'll be <laughs> typing on I'll be typing on my phone and it's like trying to tell somebody something about a Wednesday 
And I'll be like, W-E-N, okay, come on, autofill this. I'm trying to... I'm uh. My <laughs> like, nope, not going to do it for you. You're going to have to figure it out. Well, uh, since you put Did I just on, solve all your problems the other day? You solved all my problems because you gave me a little hint on Wednesday on how to spell Wednesday, which is pretty much <laughs> web mess day. Now I'll never forget how to spell it. You're welcome. Hey, uh, you know, we're forgetting a little something about this show today. We have a guest. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> it's, uh, it's... You don't struggle with spelling Wednesday, do you? Actually, I do. I have the same problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So to solve this problem, I'll tell you, I'll do for you what I did for Justin. You put the NES in the middle of Wednesday. It's Wed NES Day. It's like, uh, you know... Nintendo Entertainment System Day. <laughs> Never looked at it like that, but uh, yeah, you can see it. So, like, Rob, our guest, would you like to tell people why we invited you on the show? If you, if um, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I guess uh, uh, talk about Rex Rocket a little bit, or because I made Rex Rockets, <laughs> something like that. Um, I'm yeah, one of you, the the devs for Rex Rocket, I guess. Yeah, and Rex Rocket, for anybody who doesn't know, is a is an is an indie game. And it's a it's a new game that's come out, but it's in the style of an old game, and it's very heavily in the style of Mega Man. So I thought it'd be really cool to have you on the show, talk a little Rex Rocket and talk a little Mega Man. Yeah, uh, totally, totally. Sounds good to me. I love talking both. So, <laughs> so I think let's uh let's you we we know that you were one of the devs on Rex Rocket, so let's save that. And put that at the end, and we'll talk because I've I've been playing it a little bit this week along with Mega Man, so I'd like to talk about it. Let's talk about it a little bit at the end of the show, give people a little nightcap. Cool. If you if you will, sound good? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Justin, do you have some history for us? Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. I do. So, Mega Man, obviously one of the more famous games in, in Nintendo, was created by a company called Capcom, which has made bukus of other famous NES games as well as famous games for forever. Uh, since we have a guest today, I'm going to do one of my favorite things. Oh, no! Been, Not the quiz show. Doing, which we've been doing, you know, I think you know, the past like three or four shows we've done a quiz game, so... So, uh, Rob, what we're going to do, how we do this, is I'm going to ask, I'm just going to do five questions today. Um, and I'll ask a question, and then uh, you buzz in when you think you know the answer. And you buzz in by saying your name. So it would be you versus Mike here. And um, also, there'll be three choices. There'll be three answer choices, an A, B, and C. But you don't have to wait for those choices. You don't even have to wait for me to finish the question. As soon as you think you know it, you say your name and buzz in. Okay. I think I got it. (laughs) All right. All right. So, Mega Man, one of the key developers on this, or key illustrators and developers on this game, was a guy named Kiji Inafune. And uh, he was the Mega Man team artist. Now, he got his start in what other Capcom game? Is it A, Commando? Is it B, Ghosts and Goblins? Or C, Street Fighter? 
Mike. Yes. I'm going to say uh, Ghosts and Goblins. That is incorrect. <sighs> Ooh, I'll go with A. <laughs> uh, that, actually, B was my first choice, too, but I'll go with A. Which was Commando, and that is also incorrect. Oh, he actually started out with Street Fighter. Really? Hey, I think it's. I think. I think I know how to pronounce this one, and I think you butchered it really, really bad. Oh boy, good. <laughs> I think it's. I isn't it, disappointed by saying it correctly? Isn't it Kenji Inafune? I believe it's Kenji Inafune. I'm not sure either. I'm gonna go with your. I'll go with your. I mean, now he okay. goes by Infu King on the. Uh, when in the credits, yeah. Uh, uh, we're gonna get a lot of corrections that. on this show. Anyway. <sighs> Why? <laughs> Why are we getting corrections? Because <laughs> obviously we don't even know this guy. I feel well, like no, we should be that, best no, friends that, with him. No, that, that's true. Like He does go by MPK. Anyway. <laughs> Alright. Anyway. Question two. Question two. Alright. Um, Infu King, or Infu, Infune, whatever, drew a lot of inspiration from this 1980s, well, not 1980s, but this Mike Japanese anime series, what? Is it Astro Boy? It is Astro Boy. Ah, nice. Somebody did some reading here. Nice. No. How are you guys are you that big actually? Are you, are you a big Astro Boy fan? I think that's just common knowledge. I think everybody yeah. knows that one. Oh, well, all right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I, I, did, I did read that here in this past week, actually. Okay. Question three. So it's one to nothing, Michael. Question three. Dr. Wiley was created after what famous person? Was it A, Nikola Tesla, B, Mark Twain, or C, Albert Einstein? Rob Einstein. It is Einstein. Oh, all man. Right. They, were, they were all good choices, though, because they all kind of look like uh, Dr. Wiley. Tesla wasn't yeah. that popular. I kind of ruled him out. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark Twain, I guess, could be ruled out because he wasn't technically a scientist. But yeah, Mark anyway. Twain. <laughs> <laughs> but he did. I picked Mark Twain as a, as a red herring because he looked like kind of like yeah. Dr. Wiley. Yeah. But anyway. Well, right. And he's a word scientist. Huh. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. This one might be a little easy. All right. The gameplay for Mega Man was inspired by what? Childhood game. Is it Rob, A? Mario. Wait, what? I said Mario. Mario. What's Mario? Mario. I don't even know. Mario. <laughs> oh, no. I think, okay, I think sorry, that was, was a shot in the dark there. I was just taking a chance. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going the wrong direction here because what you're okay, answer okay. choices here. Uh, is it A, uh, Jax, B, uh, Hopscotch, or C, rock, paper, scissors. Oh, well, I'm going to go with C, rock, paper, scissors. It is rock, paper, scissors. Although so I, wanted to, I wanted to say pick up sticks, but that wasn't a choice. I, w- I wonder <laughs> if that's uh, if that's where Rockman came from. Uh, that was actually, the original name. Oh, sorry, I didn't ruin a question. <laughs> no, that wasn't a question, but uh, there was a little there was a little bit of the imp- inspiration. But actually, a lot of the inspiration was he wanted to. Uh, play a homage, I guess you could say, to rock and roll, because he was really into rock and roll. Uh, right. Yeah, and in the, there's apparently he, 
Uh, Mega Man has a sister. Mm-hmm. Not, really, his role. not really in the game, but right. And that Wait, was a question. Oh. That was a question, Michael. So we just <laughs> that card up. Um, sorry, sorry. All right. Uh, so we are at what is it? Two to one now. I believe so. So we've had four questions, two to one. So this will be our fifth question, which I am going to have to think of something else here. Okay, okay, I got one. I got one. All right. Nintendo Power listed this game on its top 100 games. What ranking did it get? Was it number 5, number 12, or number 20? We go with Rob 5. No. No. Uh, Mike 20. It is 20. So, Michael wins this week. Did you win last week? No, I got demolished last week by uh, uh, by Aaron. Yeah. Uh, hey, that, actually, I do like the quiz show because it, it's like putting me up against the guest. <laughs> Come in and beat me. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, Mike wins the quiz show. Uh, sorry, Rob. Uh, better luck next time. Bummer. Um, uh, just to throw in a few more things about history before we move on, um, the music, which is kind of famous, a lot of people like the music of this game, was created by Manami Matsumi? Matsume? What do you think? What do you think, Mike? Did I get that one? I'm not even going to try to create you on that one. I don't even, yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. Who you, and she used a sound driver that was programmed by Yoshiro Saikaguchi. And this sound programming was... Uh, credited as Yuka-chan's papa. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. But maybe somebody knows what that means. Yuka-chan's papa? Mm-hmm. Like his dad? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Who's Yuka-chan? I don't know. <laughs> That's my opinion. I mean, I assume papa means bad. Okay, cool. I mean that, but... Anyway. All right. And uh, Mega Man sales were actually pretty low overall, which uh, Infune actually blamed on the box art because it oh, yeah. said the box art had no. It didn't actually uh, give the gamer a view of what the game would actually be like. And the box art, let's just talk about the box art for a minute. It's pretty lame, and it's pretty oh, yeah. different from the other Mega Mans. You know, Mega Man later on would become kind of this. Really kind of like an anime character with uh, kind of like almost boyish features, which a lot of anime characters have. It's like Rockman. Yeah. And, but in the Mega Man picture... Or Astro Boy, not Rockman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, in the Mega Man, the original Mega Man, for when they brought it over to North America, it's got this like yeah. middle-aged man with a handgun. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean... Actually, he looks older than middle age. Like he's like uh, I don't know, like a sixty year old man in a Tron outfit, and you've got yeah. some you've got some palm trees in the back, which I'm yeah, not it's really hideous. Sure what's going on it's there. Hideous. Uh, it's it's yeah. really really weird. Um, I was gonna say, just you mentioned something to me before the show that I didn't know. In the uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken or Street Fighter X Tekken mm-hmm. game, you can actually play as the original box art Mega Man. Right. Uh. And he's got like a he's got like a beer belly and 
instead. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's like, you know what I think is funny about that? Yeah, it's, it's like when they did that for Street Fighter, it's like, we're not only going to show the old guy on Mega Man, but we're going we're gonna to age him even more. <laughs> we're going like, to give him a beer belly. Like, he's not been doing much here since that cover, you know? He's just been hanging out. And you know what his tagline from that game was? Mm-mm. This is my destiny. Like, he's finally... Finally getting to redeem himself. <laughs> That's great. Anyway. Um, but, you know, the game was obviously well-received. Uh, was a big seller as far as how it got popular was really by word of mouth, because it really didn't get a lot of advertising. It got one full-page ad in Nintendo Power, but that was pretty much it. And it wasn't really covered to be a big game, but obviously it's become one of the more famous games. Uh, it was definitely a sleeper hit uh, in, in the NES collection. Um, the, the team that developed it was only a six-team uh, group, obviously led by uh, Inafune. And uh, he got this job right out of college, uh, 22 years of age, and uh, started making this game, and he, he did a pretty good job. So oh, Wow. And he's, and he's made pretty much all the Mega Man games, didn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, a part yeah. of all of them, pretty much? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's and, really cool. uh yeah, and uh, I've got a recent picture of him here. I pull it up on my computer, and he doesn't age that bad. He looks really young right now, still. So, you want to share it with us? <laughs> uh, I don't know how to do that. Okay, well then don't do it because that would just be all. <laughs> um, wait, maybe. Hold on. Talk for a minute. Let me see if I can figure it out. Okay. Oh yeah, history. I think this game came out in 1987. I think mm-hmm. was, it's it's pretty early in the lifespan. It's pretty much right as soon as Nintendo started letting other people release games because right. for the first couple of years, Nintendo pretty much released all the games on their own. Yeah. All right. I'm not gonna be able to figure out how to do this. But, okay. Don't worry. Um, yeah, it was released on December 17th, 1987. So just in time for that Christmas. Uh, this was this was when it released was a little bit before my NES playing time. I was only three at this time, so. Um, this was before my NES playing time as well. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you know we could go on a little bit a bit more about history, but I want to get to the gameplay because there's going to be a lot of talk I think there. But did you uh, got any interesting story on how you came across this game? Michael's quest to find the cart. Uh, yeah, actually, this is the same, this is kind of the same story as my Bucky O'Hare episode story. I met with a guy who wanted to get rid of his, his NES collection, right? And, uh, I knew, I knew kind of the values of some of the games. Uh, He had an NES, he had uh, several Mega Mans, and, uh, he had a Bucky O'Hare which, the funny thing is, at the time, I didn't realize... I knew the Mega Mans were going to be worth money. I, I, I wasn't... I didn't do a ton of research, because this is when I first started collecting again, so I didn't realize that things were as expensive as they are. But he had, like, Mega Man, I think, 2, 3, and 4, and then he had Bucky O'Hare, and then he had a bunch of other riffraff games, like just Super Mario. And uh, so I was like, okay, wow, you got some good games. I'll give you, like, 60 bucks, you know? And it had, it had an NES with it, and so... Uh, <laughs> He's like, sure, yeah, it sounds like a great deal. I guess he thought, you know, these are all junky old games. And so we made this deal, and I thought I thought I was giving him a reasonable amount of money for this 
this box of games, and then I get home, and I'm looking through them, and I'm kind of cataloging them and checking values and everything, and I was like, oh, I totally ripped that guy off. and didn't even mean to. Because all of these yeah. games are worth... The Mega Mans are all worth at least 10 to 20 bucks a piece. Maybe more. The Mega Man 1 may be worth more. And then the Bucky O'Hare... Little did I know Bucky O'Hare is worth like 40, 50 bucks on its own. Nice. What yeah, was that? Copies. Jeez. Like 1990? When I bought the games from him? Yeah. No, this is like a year and a half, two years ago. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and he's so. a con artist. Wow, I didn't know those games retained value like that. I guess some of them went on, huh? So, some of them do, yeah. So what were NES games like? Thirty bucks? No, they when Actually, they, when they when were they pretty expensive. Out, yeah, when they came out, they yeah. were probably sixty bucks when they came out. Sixty bucks, really? Jeez. Yeah, back then too. That's so. that's pretty expensive. I don't even remember the prices. Let's say I was born in '84, so when I was growing up, it was like my parents buying them for us. Right, right. Well, the only reason I know is over time. What's funny is over time is how like the gaming systems have gone up in price exponentially. So the first NES, the, the NES was only like 150 bucks, and the games were 60. Mm-hmm. And then they moved on, and uh, now gaming systems are like 600 dollars, and the games are still like 60 bucks. Yeah, it's funny they always show those uh, those like infographs of the old systems adjusted for inflation. You know, to show you, oh, see, the systems were always about the same price. I'd like to see some games adjusted for inflation. Like, how much would Mega Man brand new be today if it was adjusted for inflation? Probably be like two hundred fifty dollars. Well, yeah. I mean, they're making like Mega Man nine and ten, so I think those go for like five to ten bucks. So yeah, they do. It's just I don't know. It's it's just weird how I don't know the gaming culture is and how they'll pay they'll pay fifty dollars for this Mega Man. You know, for the NES, but then Mega Man Nine comes out, and they're like, "Oh, you're charging ten dollars for this Mega Man Nine on on the PlayStation Plus or whatever or PlayStation <sighs> Network? That's ridiculous." But it's the same. It's actually, you know, it's not only is it the same game, but it's the same game plus some new technology. So right, right, uh, right yeah. For everybody, this wow, is, uh, he looks really yeah. young. Yeah, he's 49 years old now, but he looks, uh, well, really young. So, yeah. Nice. That is nice. Hey, go ahead and click on that uh, bad box art, too. Let's show the box art. Okay. Uh, For people watching live. It's like, I don't know, that box art is just so horrible. It's like it's like one of the programmers did it or something like five minutes before it had to ship. They're originally <laughs> I, I, just gonna go with like title text. <laughs> yeah, I think the story that I heard was they decided kind of at the last minute to change it from the cutesy look, and they told and they got whoever they got to draw it out. They told him like with no amount of time to really prepare, and they just said, "Oh, it's just like this future futuristic robot looking guy with a." With a helmet, and he's got some, you know, whatever. So they just, Don't they forget really the palm get, trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't yeah, really give him much weird. information, so they just... You know, I also think, like, maybe it was, like, some... Uh, the Japanese are like, well, let's let's Americanize this a little bit. And they're like, put some palm trees on it. They have palm trees over there. So here it is. Uh, yeah. And the yellow. Where's the yellow come from in the game? It's got so much yellow. 
Yeah. God. <laughs> All right. Like, really? What is he doing? Baffles <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my mind. I don't know. It's ridiculous. We ready to talk about the gameplay? I'm ready to talk about the gameplay. Let's do it. The game discussion. Guess what I've got? I'm going to guess. I'm going to take a wild guess and say a manual. It's a manual. Sweet. Nice. So, here's the manual. It's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> Whoa. The <laughs> manual art's even worse than the box art. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's, really. there's no color on that it's one. It's just a zoomed-in version of it. God, it's really bad. A special right. message. So, the special message from Capcom and Captain Commando. Thank you for selecting exciting and fun... No, yeah. Thank, uh, yeah. Thank you for selecting exciting and fun-filled Mega Man. One of our exclusive family of computer home video games from Capcom Captain Commando Challenge Series. Capcom, or Mega Man, created by Capcom, premier worldwide arcade game designer, features colorful state-of-the-art High-resolution graphics. Did you know these were high-resolution graphics? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to... I want to find... Uh, I want to find the story. Here we go. The story is the best part of Mega Man, I think. Because I'm actually... Honestly, I'm really captivated by this story. I don't know why. It's kind of simple. But uh, I've just always been captivated by the story. So the Mega Man story. It's Mega Man versus the powerful leaders and fighting forces of Monsteropolis. That strange, multifaceted land of robot-like humanoids, brilliant scientist Dr. Wright, Dr. Wright, conceived the construction of fully operational human-like experimental robots to perform specific everyday duties. Dr. Wright and his assistant, Dr. Wiley, encouraged with their very first near-human robot, Mega Man, proceed to develop six additional humanoids, all programmed to perform prescribed rituals. Hmm. How about that? Perform prescribed rituals, I like. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, so to stop there for just a second, uh, what kind of task... I mean, some of these tasks make sense, right? Mm. Bomb, bomb man, he's probably a demolition for construction... Right. You know, guts man. He's just kind of the muscle to help carry things around, I guess. But uh, what do you need cut man for? I mean, cut, cutting things, I guess. But so, lumberjack. He's got okay. someone's got to cut down all those robot trees. Uh, that's true. That's true. Well, apparently they've got a lot of palm trees too. Oh, it's yeah, palm the, trees too. It's yeah, the palm trees. I got you. I got you. Got to make sure they don't get overgrown. And Ice Man is he just so everybody has nice cold drinks? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he's kind of useless, isn't he? <laughs> and then we got Fireman and Electman. Electman, you know, electricity, Fireman, Fire. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. That, that's another reason why I think I like the story. It makes sense. It works. The, yeah. Um, I didn't realize Doctor Light used to be Doctor Wright. Yeah, that was something else I was going to bring up. It's in the manual. He's he's known as Doctor Wright, mm-hmm. which in in this, in the lore of Mega Man, he's Doctor Light, but for some reason, in this, in the first game, and in the manual of the first game, he's known as Doctor Wright. So that's that's an interesting thing that he's 
He was originally called Doctor Wright in the manual. You know, you know who they took on as uh, uh, inspiration for the character of Doctor Delight. Mm. Just look at him and take a guess on who 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 does Doctor Light look like? God, George, George Lucas. God, <laughs> I like that. Uh, he kind of looks like George Lucas. Oh, Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Totally. Yeah, okay. So we've got Santa Claus versus Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That sounds like an awesome uh, midnight movie that you can find on Celebrity Death. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, so. Uh, to finish the story here, uh, but with the exception of Mega Man, all of Dr. Wright's near-human robot experimentation went awry. Assistant Dr. Wiley turned disloyal, reprogramming Dr. Wright's humanoids, now bent on destroying opposition so Dr. Wiley could control the world and its resources. Resisting reprogramming, Mega Man is chosen the defender of the universe and its inhabitants. Mega Man dares to single-handedly penetrate seven separate empires of Monsteropolis, eliminating the leaders and following and followers of these sovereignties. Get ready for some exciting challenges. I'm ready. It's cool. I'm, I'm ready too. There's some cool pictures of the, of the guys. Anyways, so there's the manual. Blader. There's, there's our forums, anyways. The story is actually a little bit different from the one that was told in Japan. I think they changed it slightly. Uh, but the general, the general consensus is ro- there's a bunch of robots. They're made to do menial tasks so people don't have to do them. I think Mega Man was like a maid or something. I don't know what he was. But... Uh, they're doing these menial tasks, and uh, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. Justin yeah, just, just said that. he just uh, he just snuck a cat picture <laughs> in for me. Picture, picture of his cat. <laughs> and for some reason, I just I can I can contain myself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but, okay. that's okay. If I had a cat, I would show you a cat. Hey, have, here's a picture of. Uh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just as funny, huh? All right. But uh, yeah, so I think it's a cool story. I like the I like the thought that uh, this guy turned bad and he tried to reprogram everybody to rule the world, and then so Mega Man, who is a peaceful robot, didn't, you know, didn't really want to fight, was forced into fighting just to kind of save the world. I think that's a cool story. Maybe that's just me. Just me? Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think it's a cool story, too. Yeah, I'm curious as to, like, what Mega Man's personal backstory is. He's kind of just, like, this oddball out, you know? He doesn't really have a real purpose. He's just kind of Mega Man. Right, yeah. He's not Cut Man. He's not, like, Mow the Lawn Man. (laughs) Right. Well, they created him with the, the ability of hero. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, just in case things went awry, they needed somebody to be the hero. Uh, they, that's a lot, That's some good forward thinking on their part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, story, did, did you guys play this game any when you were kids? Like when in your childhood, do you remember playing this? 
Oh yeah, I played the heck out of Mega Man. Oh yeah, the first one because see, I played I played the heck out of Mega Man two, which is not the one we're talking about today. But I never really played the first Mega Man when I was a kid. I don't know if it's just because it was just not on my radar because it wasn't as popular. Or I don't know what the deal was, but I played it. I don't really remember it too much, but I do remember I do remember playing and being that. It was not well, easy see, back then. Yeah, for me it was like there were two games that I thought were unbeatable as a kid. One turns out to be very beatable, and we just found out on the show not too long ago, and that was Jaws. Um, and then this game, and that, that was just because it was hard for me, and I could never beat it. So, yeah. But I tried to play it the other day, so I picked it up the other day. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to play this. And I started out on the Guts Man level, and I couldn't get past the first three bladers. Uh, which was embarrassing for like 20 minutes. It took me to get past that first like little part of the stage, and I was like, "Okay, this is. I'm glad nobody's watching me do this." But anyway, yeah, that's funny. I, I when I picked it up this week, I started with the Cutsman stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, in in my mind, I just thought it was going to be the easiest because Cutsman looks ridiculous. So I was like, "Oh, it's going to be easy." So the stage itself, I think I made it through the stage, no problem. But then I got to Cutsman, and uh, he just beat me down pretty bad. Uh, he should be pretty easy. I don't know. I eventually got to beat him using just the Buster, and it really wasn't that bad. The one thing I did notice, though, which is interesting that's different about this game is that in every Mega Man game, there's a entrance to the boss. There's like a tunnel or a corridor on your way in to, to, get, to see the boss. Well, every Mega Man game it's usually empty. It's just a cool little tunnel to go to the boss. I get to Cuts Man and there's these things shooting little pellets at me. Uh. And I, actually, I actually died in the corridor because I didn't expect them to be there. I didn't have much life. And so I didn't even make it to Cuts Man when I first went into the corridor. I just got stomped down by the little pellet shooters. But there's, there's a lot of... the bosses di- are like that. I think they all do have a little something in the corridor to fight. Um, but there, this game, there's a lot of stuff that's different in this game than the other Mega Man games. Uh, mm. There's a point system. For some reason in this first game, they have a point system. And for the longest time, I can remember playing this. Of course, I didn't play it when I was a kid, but I played it when I was older, maybe in high school or something. But for the longest time, I can remember those little pellets. They drop these little pellets on the ground, you know? Sure. And little blue or different colors, and it took me forever to figure out what they were because you, they don't give you life, they don't give you more ammo. Uh, they just, they're just there, but it, it, they're just there for points, they just to get you more points. So it's interesting that this game has points, and then they just kind of dropped it and never used it again. Yeah, I like the you know what one one aspect about this game is going back to what we're talking about in history, where they used rock paper scissors. And how every every guy has a weapon that's kind of that, that you can use to beat them, but there's no like superior weapon. There you kind of have to figure out the puzzle of like what weapon works against what guy the best. You know, that's so. probably that's probably the coolest part about this game, and the, the, yeah. one of the neatest features and reasons why Mega Man is stands out among other games is because. It's open ended. You can pick whichever level you want to go to from the from the get go. You can just pick. You can go to any level. If there's six levels to choose from, you just go to whichever one you want. But beating certain bosses in certain orders 
will gain you advantages with different, you know, because different weapons work better against different bosses. So part of the fun of Mega Man is figuring out which order to go in. Because you can play through, you know, you say you go to the, you beat Cutsman first. Well, then you have to play each stage, figure out which which stage works best for Cutsman's weapon. Which right. is just a, just a really, really, it's, it's an incredible concept for a video game to me. Uh, because nobody was doing anything like this at the time. In fact, just not only that, nobody was really doing a a platforming shooter, really, that I can think of. Mega Man was kind of among the first to do that. Most of them were kind of Mario-esque, where you jump, right. over, jump over people or jump on heads. Mm-hmm. But Mega Man, you're actually running, jumping, and shooting. You're just shooting a little laser. I mean, there were other games, too, that did, like, hack and slash. Like, I can think of Wizards and Warriors. You, It was a platforming, but you would slash people. But this is actually platforming and shooting people, which I thought was really interesting. Right. Hmm. No, I, and, and you know, I for what what level did you think was the hardest for you? Iceman. Hands yeah, down. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Iceman. What about you? What about you, Rob? Um, Iceman's not a bad pick. It is really difficult sliding around in there. I just always yeah. hate ice stages on any game. Yeah, like, me. Just, yeah, me too. It's frustrating. It's very some, frustrating. Something else. Uh, the, it's a little bit different about this Mega Man than other Mega Mans is the sliding in general because I don't know if they just hadn't nailed down the physics exactly yet or something because um, it's when you jump and you land you slide a little bit anyways just because it's just the way the just the way the game works I don't know, they eventually got it to where in Mega Man 2 and 3 and 4 when you jump and you land there's not as much sliding and it's a little more precise but in this game, it seems like it's just a little slippery. Yeah, I think they were trying to simulate like a little bit of like a velocity and friction kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Might have been yeah, that. Might have just been bad programming. Who knows? But it's really frustrating uh, when it's slippery and you get those little uh, disappearing blocks. You know the. Oh yeah! Right. Yeah. And they're yeah. random, and you can't even know. You don't you can't even figure out where to go. I just thought that's that's one of the most the more frustrating parts of the game for me, and that 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 happened terribly in the Iceman stage when you're trying to go across those blocks and they're extra slippery and they're disappearing and you're falling in the hole. And I find I've, I've always found that kind of frustrating. I think it's it's interesting how in this game also to contrast a little bit, uh, a lot of those block parts wherever whenever you are trying to get through those blocks and they fall and disappear. You don't. You typically don't fall into a hole, or you don't fall and die. You fall down into like a water pit, and you have to climb back up. So you don't actually die. I think I would have been more satisfying to me if I would have fell into the hole and died instead. You know, <laughs> instead I had to, I had to fall down in this little pit of water with this little spiky guy that would dance back and forth across the screen, and uh, so I'd fall down into the water, and he'd go back and forth and try to get me. And then I have to try to climb back up, and then. Woo, woo, and then I fall back down. And then I he try to hit me with a little spiky guy. So, <laughs> but there, in the water, there was no there was no buoyancy in the water. So you, which I kind of liked because you didn't have to worry about slowing down when you're in the water. So that was that was kind of <clears throat> right. Justin, when I was talking about those little blocks that disappears when I was talking about while you were gone. Oh yeah, sorry, I did. But you, you, didn't pull a, you didn't pull a Carl, did you? 
No, I didn't vote. No, that'd be a quick Carl. <laughs> uh, this this game also to add to the frustration of how difficult it is. There's no passwords in this one, like there are in in sequential or you know the following Mega Man games. There's no passwords, so right. you can't you can't really go back to where you were. You have to start from the beginning again. Mm-hmm. So there's that. That's you know that was a, that was a frustrating thing to be back before the days of. And it's probably one of the reasons why I never beat this game is because you had to you had to spend a pretty uh, significant amount of time uh, to beat this game, and I don't know if I ever had the patience as a as a, as a kid to do that. So, yeah, yeah, anyway. I can see that. It, it's you do have to sit down, you have to learn the game, and you have to practice the game. Uh-huh. But, I mean, that's the style of, of, of these games, you know? That's just the way it was. That's what you had to do. So I can't really fault it too much for that. Mm-hmm. Now, did you guys ever use any of the cheats? There's like cheats the, in Mega Man 1? I don't remember cheats. Like the pause cheat? Yeah, the select. Where you pause. Can, yeah, I did, I, did, I did use that, especially on like some of the later guys, like mm-hmm. once you get Wily's Castle, like the yellow... Cyclops thing, I did. Right, I did. That was the only I can. I've never been able to beat him without using the select cheat. What, what What is the select cheat? I'm not familiar with that. Well, in the in the game, whenever you hit pause, mm-hmm. if you hit pause as your as your gun is hitting the opponent, and then you unpause, it hits him again. So every time, so as long as it's still ah. touching him, if you pause and unpause, it'll it'll hit him when it hits him. And then when you unpause, it'll hit him again. Oh, very nice. So you kind of get a double hit every time, as long as you just pause the game. Nice. Yeah. And there was apparently, and I just read this last night, apparently there was a glitch in the Iceman stage. I'll just read this um, instead of trying to explain it. There's a a point in the Iceman stage where you try to get a one-up but often miss it. When you drop down to the next screen, the one before the big eye, use your magnet beam and try to climb your way up and try to hop onto the off-screen platform where the one-up is supposed to be. The moment you step on it, the screen will glitch and show you falling to the screen below and avoiding the big eye in the process. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds so. of little, little, little glitches in this game. Like, I noticed... Uh, Sometimes you can fall off the ladder if you're climbing from... Like when the screens change, sometimes the, you just fall off the ladder. I don't know. That happened to right. me. I don't know if that happened to you guys. Like when you, you like you jump up on the ladder and you're climbing up, and then when the screens change, something happens to Mega Man, and he falls back down off the ladder. Huh. Yeah. So Guts Man, when I was playing it this week, I finally you know got past the first few flying helmets or bladers, as they're called. And uh, finally... <laughs> Finally got to him, and I really think you know I don't remember Gutsman being that hard when I used to play it, but uh, I guess it is kind of one of the harder levels to play. Maybe it was a mistake on my part to try to play that level. I, I think Gutsman is probably getting... maybe the second hardest stage behind Ice the Ice Stage for me. Yeah, uh-huh. the actual Gutsman battle is really not that bad, but the stage is is kind of difficult. Mm. Something about the level design that I found interesting is uh. In the game, they reuse the exact same screen over and over and over again. Sometimes, 
Like if you're, yeah. when you're, you're when you're progressing through the level, you'll get a screen and it looks like you know whatever. It's got a big wall on a ladder or something, right? And then when you get through that and you get into the next screen, it's the exact same thing, but made with different enemies on the screen. So I thought it was interesting how they kind of reuse. I don't know if it's laziness or if it's just. Uh, I mean, because this game, I wouldn't want to call it laziness, because this game's got so much in, so much to it. I think it maybe was just, uh, just this little shortcut that they took. Yeah, you know, I think there were probably limitations of the time too, and to kind of how much they can do um, with the with the graphics that they had. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to word that. But, yeah. Uh, I can see that. Something cool about the graphics that I was wanting to mention while we talked about the show today. Yeah. So the graphics, I mean, right from the get-go, they're kind of spot on. They never, they're, they're so, they're so good. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. If that's a bad. That's a, you know, I've got a huge vocabulary here. They're, the graphics are so good. They're very good. <laughs> Anyways, they're they're so good that they don't ever even even change them for the entire Mega Man series. Even, even the games on. Uh, you know, once you get into Mega Man 9 and 10, which are on, you know, Xbox Live and PlayStation Network, they still use, like, the same graphical assets because the graphics are just so good. There's no reason to... There's really no reason to upgrade them. And I found something right. interesting about this. You know, the sprites are really large and detailed in the game, like Mega Man, the bosses, and the bad yeah. guys. And Mega Man seems to really stand out. And on the on the Nintendo Entertainment System, you could use four colors for a sprite, right? Right. I know this one. Well, Mega Man has five. He has blue, and then he has like peach, and he's got white and black, and I think he's got two shades of blue, peach for his face, and then white and black in his eyes, right? So how are they able to do this? Well, his eyes are their own sprites. Right. His eyes are the, That's why his eyes kind of stand out too. Like I don't know if you noticed, but when I'm playing the game, Mega Man's eyes really kind of pop out at me. So yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. I've heard I've heard that one before. It was like a, a cutting edge technique back then for the NES days, using the uh, like the layering of sprites mm-hmm. together. That's how they like right. got around that kind of uh, that um, requirement. Mm-hmm. Sort of skirted it with that. Yeah, but, but I thought that was just really cool how they did that in this game. Just give, just to give it that extra layer of uh, detail and polish. They, you know, I'm sure it takes a little extra work to layer the sprites like that. You may be able to tell us more about that, Rob, than we. Oh, know. I don't, I don't. That's all I've heard about it. I don't know yeah. any. I, I know about the color restrictions, so like with the three colors and like uh, transparency on the sprites. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually four colors, four color limit. But most of the time, they can only use three colors because the last one was taken up by a transparency, I believe. So. Okay. Yeah. It was so, uh, it was tricky. Yeah, it's definitely tricky. Yeah. So, uh, uh, in he actually created most of the sprites. He actually pretty much all of them. The only ones that he did not create were uh, for Roll, which wasn't even in the game. But I don't know why they said that for Roll. And Doctor Light. So Santa Claus cannot be blamed on Inafune. Huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the, I, where, go ahead, Justin. Where is Roll? Like they talk about Roll, but he's not in the game. They talk it's about him for Mega Man One, really? She thought they, yeah, but 
Nice. Is it the Japanese version? Maybe. Is it in Rockman? Maybe it's in Rockman. I don't know. I, and even in the, is there an opening cutscene to this game? I can't remember. I think there's one in Doctor Wraith's laboratory. I can't remember though. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. I have no idea what role is in this game. I, maybe they took her out for the American version because they didn't think she was crucial to the story. Huh. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. So. So what about the uh, what about the what is everybody's least favorite enemy? Like I know there's some enemies in this game that really frustrate. I mean, there's the flying guys and little spiky guys and everything. There's got to be an. I'm not talking about bosses. I'm talking about the enemies. What's something that really just frustrated you? I always hated the turtle guys. Uh, they had the little helmet, you know, and they would peek out whenever you're on their like y-axis and shoot like. Uh, some radio bullets at you. And you couldn't hurt them when they had their helmet on. Right, yeah. You had to wait until they were like peeking out from under it and then put a bullet right down onto them or else it would just like bounce off their head. That would yeah. always kind of tick me off. <laughs> what about you, Jess? Uh, you know, the apparently this week the Bladers were my least favorite character because they just they're, they're just annoying to me. How they so fly which one's down the blader? Oh, the fly, the guys the that fly down. Helmets. Yeah, the fly. Yeah, and they swoop down know, in, yeah. in a U-shape. Yeah. It was, yeah. I know it's, it seems so simple, but I... It's, yeah, it's just frustrating. You know, they're one of those things, they're like, they're like the Goombas in Mario, where it's like, they're really, they're not much to them, but they just get in the way. You know? Yeah. Just enough yeah. to make them mad. Or well, really mine, make them mad. When Mine was definitely the. Uh, sorry, Justin. It would make you mad when you're what? When you get killed by him. Oh, get yeah. hit by him. Yeah, definitely. Mine was definitely the little spiky shelled guys that scrolled along the bottom and they sped up whenever they would oh, sure. get on their platform. Yeah. That just made platforming so frustrating for me because when you get hit, you have a little bit of a knockback, right? Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't mm-hmm. just get, you don't just stay there. You get knocked back. So when you jump on a platform and you just barely make it on the edge, and then a little spiky guy comes and hits you and just knocks you right back off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably my most frustrating uh, experience with the game. Yeah. What about the uh, what about the music and the sound? Because I feel like you know we don't normally talk graphics and sound because we think it's not as important on the NES. But I think in terms of this game. The music and the sound in this game is just so iconic that it can't. We have to talk about it. Totally, I love Mega Man music. I like, uh, I like a lot of chip tune artists, and um, one of the guys, Rushjet One, um, he does like a lot of Mega Man stuff, and uh, I'll I'll be I'll listen to that like you know while I'm working on things or whatever, and um, even the original Mega Man soundtrack, it's like pretty, it's pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, it's what it's probably one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Like even the even the the themes and stuff like that for it are pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think it's it's it's. I'm not the type to listen to uh, video game music while I'm in the car or something. I usually just leave it for the game and just listen to it while I play the game. But with Mega Man. This music is probably good enough to sometimes I I may turn it on in the car or, so, or maybe like where people have covered it and do like metal versions of it. Right, right. Or like for instance, uh, what's the name of that group? Uh, is it the Megas? 
that they they'd use the songs from the mm-hmm. games, the Mega Man games, and they put words to it and like make a story about Mega Man. I mean, I think it translates well to real instruments, which is which is why I, I like to listen to it. Namely, you know, electric guitar. It works really well for an electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, so there's we can post this on our, our Facebook page too. There's an interview of the original uh, Mega Man Mega Man sound team, and uh, I, just to quote, one thing that I thought was kind of funny is Matsume. Uh, when she was talking about it, she said uh, she was still new at the time and I had to compose music, create sound effects, and program the data in three months. My butt was on fire and the truth is that I wasn't able to think deeply about it at all. The thing that comes <laughs> to mind when I first saw the image for the original Mega Man was it's got kind of a robotic coolness. In addition, when the development had progress, I felt the inner side of Mega Man as well as the kind of sorrowful being. Interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. He is sorrowful because he doesn't want to be fighting. You know, he's a peaceful robot that's been yeah. pushed into fighting. And if you look at the sprite, he kind of has a frown on his face, like a like yeah. a sad face. Yeah, he does have a sad yeah, face. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's almost like he's just he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, mm-hmm. which is right. weird to say that they were able to convey that in an eight bit sprite, but it does feel like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she also one other. Quote, she said, uh, it was tough to compose with only three notes at a time, but I absolutely loved it. It was fun to reduce the data to fit within the limit, limitations. And when I managed it, I would have done a, a def, definite sense of, I would have had a definite sense of accomplishment. Uh, I created sound effects when I couldn't come up with any good ideas for music at all. That was often very refreshing, and I was able to write without any problems afterwards. The problem was the deadline was always too close. That was always the case when I was with Capcom. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's wow. interesting. That is really interesting. Um, I think the sound, like the what I always like to call the bleeps and the bloops, I think that's also really cool in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that really sticks out to me is the death sound in animation. Sure. Like the combination of that death and and the, and the sound that goes along with it, and like the little balls that go away from the middle of the screen or whatever, I think that's really cool. I think it's I- iconic and I don't want to say satisfying because it's not, you know, I don't want to die. I don't want my guy to die. Maybe anti-satisfying, whatever the opposite of satisfying is, in in terms of like, I'm making no sense right now. You know what uh, I mean? Well, see- yeah. Dissatisfying? <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't work because it, it is satisfying to me. It's like, yes, I died. Okay. No, I, I know I know what you it, mean. It's, it's like, really good feedback. How about that? Yeah. It's, it's really yeah. Good dying. You can like feel you can like feel Mega Man dying there on screen. It's like ooh, right. ooh, 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 ooh. And, and it's like your emotions too at the time of like death. It's like right because you're, you're so like, you're like so frustrated and zapped of all your energy. You know, it's like oh man. Right. I think I just think it works perfectly, and I. And it's just it's something that sticks out. It's probably one of the better death animations of any game I've ever played. It's a sweet release. It is. It's a sweet, yeah. sweet release. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, something else that's interesting about this game that they they kind of stopped doing, as far as sound is concerned, is uh, each one of the weapons sounds different in this game, which I think they stopped doing after this game. I I, I don't know. I think they kind of just went to like a normal, just like a the same noise for all yeah. the weapons. 
But in this game, each one kind of has a different sound to it, which that was cool. That was a nice little touch. Hmm. Yeah. All right, I think I've said enough right. about the gameplay. <laughs> Don't forget to get the magnet beam because it doesn't really yeah. tell you what you need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What how about... The... Go ahead. I was going to say, how about some retrofitted trophies? Retrofitted trophies. Let's do some retrofitted trophies. I got some good ones here. I do too. I've got uh, five. I got five. Oh wow. Okay. I'll let you start, Justin. All right. My first one is. Wait, Rob. Do you know? Do you have? I. I do you know what's going on here? Retrofitted trophies. No. I, no I'm I guess we could explain it for everyone. We never explain this. We yeah. just go into yeah. it. <laughs> so, basically, they're like accomplishments in these old school games. So now how we have like PlayStation and things have accomplishments oh, to do sure, certain sure. things in games. These are like retrofitted. So we go back to these old games and we try to think of trophies of doing certain things in the game. Ah, okay. So, all right, my first one is do, 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 do you have it? And that would be the Guts Man. So. Oh, nice. Guts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Okay, well, my first one is called Fireproof, and that is uh, beating Fireman without taking a hit. Oh, cool. Simple, simple. Smooth. Uh, How about this one? This is kind of cliche, but uh, I've added a little something to it. Ice Ice Baby. That is beating the Iceman stage and then doing the Running Man in celebration. (laughs) Nice. All right. (laughs) I've got one called Training for the World's Strongest Man, and that is mm-hmm. uh, finish finishing the stage while holding a rock. Nice. So carry the rock to the end of the stage. Ah. Um, my last one, I only had three, and my last one is go work on the theory of relativity and as beating Dr. Wiley. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh... Rob, do you have any? Can you think of any? Otherwise, I'll just plow through my last three here. Nah, none are coming to mind here. Okay. Uh, so I've got one called, If It Wasn't For This Jaundice. And that, is, <laughs> that is beating the yellow cyclops guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> and then there is, a, there is a, There Can Only Be One. And that's defeat the copycat Mega Man. And then finally, uh, cut the cord, and that's defeat a lech man with the cut man power. Nice, that's a good one. Yeah, and then Tom Arnold would be impressed. Would be uh, beat the game without getting hit. Oh man, <laughs> good luck doing that. Yeah, really. <laughs> but Tom Arnold would be impressed. He'd have to come to your house and shake your hand <laughs> if he did that. I think so. I'd like to see if anybody's ever done that. I bet somebody has. Oh yeah, I bet you they have. I, oh, I meant to look up a speed round. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, find out, because I'd be curious how quickly somebody could beat this game, too. Yeah, yeah I'm curious as well. So I'm going to guess half that, an hour. Half an hour? That, yeah. that makes sense. I think I'm going to guess... We're going to go prices right rules. I'm going to say 25 minutes. I'm going to undercut well, you there. They're bo- you're both over. Oh. 
22 minutes and 10 seconds. Nice, really? 22 minutes, huh? By somebody named, let's see, it says his name, but it got cut off here, so I have to click on it and figure it out. Yeah, you better give him a shout out. By Cool Kid number AGDQ2014. I don't know. So, wait, nice. I think that's quite the name. That, that's a that's that's uh, that's a that's. I'm sorry. That AGDQ is uh, short for Awesome Games Done Quick 2014. So the guy's name is just Cool Kid. Apparently. Okay. Okay. So Cool Kid. Hmm. He's good. Yeah. What about uh, what about a rating? Do we want to give this game a rating. Game rating. Ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> no, we actually do it a little. We actually do it a little differently on this show, Rob. Uh, I would agree. This is probably. A, I'd give it a nine point. Eight out of ten to leave some room for, the, for Mega Man Two to have the ten out of ten. But uh, on this show, we actually just come up with something random and just try to relate the game to it as a rating. Like, uh, okay. for instance, last week I think we did a magic spell and related facts and to do to a magic spell. So, Justin, what about what about this game? What do you think? Like a type of robot? I don't know. Well, I've seen a type of robot, but I can't think of any types of robots. Um, Maybe since all of the characters were kind of made for like, well, no, not really though. Okay, how about a menial task, like a? Well, okay, like a menial task. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna give this game a menial task, a task that describes this game. <laughs> that's the rating for this game. That's not a good uh, rating for this game, but that's what we're gonna do. So. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Okay, I got one. I got one. This is chopping wood, chopping and hauling wood. Uh, I want to say that this game is chopping and hauling wood because one, I strangely enjoy it a little bit. I don't know why, but I do enjoy chopping. So, and I enjoy this game. So there's that. Then also, I think chopping and hauling wood is a good workout. And uh, you, you chop and haul wood, it's gonna, it's good exercise. This game is good exercise. In gaming, this will make you a better gamer. If you if you play this game, you will guaranteed be a better platformer after playing this game. So that's why I'm going to go with chopping and hauling wood. Fits suiting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, hammer and nails. Uh, hammer and nails. Can't really do anything. That's just like the the the. Uh, the standard bearer for building anything, and I think this game is just one of the standard bearers for uh, side scroller and shooters for years afterwards. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I like it, I like it. Yeah. Rob, did you think of one? Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that's very rage-inducing, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like a. Uh, well, Say like one step forward, two steps back, sort of deal. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Mega Man, Mega Man. That's that's always the feeling I get. It was it was a good rage though. You know, it made you. It made, it, it was it was an enjoyable frustration uh, playing Mega Man. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things that really frustrate me, but are also very rewarding. Hmm. 
How about like uh, cleaning your house or something? Because you know you yeah. sit back after you've cleaned your house, you're like, wow, this is a nice looking house. But when you're doing it, you're like, oh, I hate cleaning my house. Why sure. do I get this dirty? <laughs> Sure, and also, and also, you, it makes you angry because then it gets dirty again, and you're like, right. "Why do I even clean?" <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Why do I even play this game? Sure. <laughs> See yeah. So. Hey, I'll be right back. Okay. Well, uh, Rob, while we're wait, well, while we're waiting on Michael, we'll, we'll get Michael's take on your game when we get back. But why don't you go ahead and tell us about your game and the development of your game? <clears throat> Sure. Uh, well, Rex was started maybe a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, probably in over a year and a half ago by now. Uh, so for close to two years. Um, started as like a little side project while I was working on uh, another project of mine. Um, and uh, it eventually became the main project um, and ran a Kickstarter for it, had a successful Kickstarter. And um, yeah, ever since then, it's it's... Been a, a lot of fun. We did like any manga booth, got it up on Steam. Uh, to give people a little background on the game, I know it's Rex Rockets, kind of a, a letter to you know past platformers like Mega Man and other mm-hmm. you know classic platformers and stuff like that, and uh, basically an uh, old war hero in the, mm-hmm. you know a future Earth setting. And um, while you're and while you know while you're hyper sleep. These, these life forms get out of their containment and they infect the computer and they cause the entire ship to go haywire. And so the whole game is Rex trying to re- regain control of his ship and uh, save the day. And that's the basic gist of Rex. That's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, and you know, I love the idea of a Kickstarter. I love the idea of, of independent anything independent movies independent gaming uh you know it's 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 it just it's a tell of the times of where we are that we can actually do that nowadays where you know that wasn't an option 30 years ago when nintendo had its heyday yeah yeah really so. it's it's really nice uh having a platform like like kickstarter out there it's it's really very cool i've been i've, I've had my fingers crossed that steam would eventually absorb some of the features that Kickstarter puts out there. I agree yeah, with it. That would be really cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Steam has so much traffic, and it's it's a hundred percent gamers. You know, Kickstarter, you get you know, not the same. Like Kickstarter, you really have to get gamers on that on that site. It's like word of mouth on projects and things like that, but. Um, yeah, I, I know. I know. I backed. I backed your game on Kickstarter, and I was trying to think of how I even found it. I think I just stumbled across it. You know, I, I or maybe I heard heard about it somewhere or something. It, it wasn't something that was easy to find. It just I happened upon it, or I yeah, heard about right, it. Or right. We should have done like advertising and stuff like that for the Kickstarter because that's really how you have to drive traffic to those pages. But, you know, we had a really small goal and uh, we we hit it early on, and um, so yeah, we 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 really didn't have to put any advertising into it. But um, for some of the bigger projects, I know that that is what it takes. Is like because because they don't have you know all that gamer traffic. It's like 
you really want to get people to the page, you got to do like advertising and uh, in addition to all the, the PR work that goes into it, like contacting websites and like, you know, journalists and things like that. So it's, yeah. it's a good amount of work. I, I really hope that Steam one day takes all the features on Kickstarter and just puts it right in the green light. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I, I missed the intro to this segment. Are we talking Rex Rocket now? Yeah, we're, I just, we, he just, you know, I just asked him about the history and how it got started and all and stuff. Okay, cool. So I've been playing Rex Rocket this, this past week and a half or so. Um, mm-hmm. Just started it. And uh, it's, I mean, I don't know if you will admit to this, but it, it's heavily influenced by Mega Man. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. No, I see. I, yeah, 100%. I even see. I even see those little helmet guys. You have them in your in your game, which is yeah. neat to see. That's good. Nice little throwback. Yeah, you you can jump on their heads to flip them over and then kill them. Oh really? Yeah, I had to give them. I, I had to give them something extra. <laughs> I didn't know just, that. Yeah. I do now. It's also. I mean, it's also got like. Uh, it's got like the laser chase sequences thing, and it's got you got your insta death everywhere. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's it's pretty pretty Mega Man inspired. It's it's kind of a good blend of Mega Man and Metroid in terms of uh like the the structure of the levels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's we tried to make it as open as possible, you know, for for Metroidvania kind of exploratory gameplay, but um, it's still it's almost it's it's also linear in a way that. The ship is broken up into sections for for each boss. Um, right. so, so like um, it, that that was a, that was another big uh, kind of hurdle that we had to come over. Is it, it's like well you know we want them to play the bosses in a sequential order, but we also want to try to hide the linearity to those as much as possible. Like make it look like a big open world, but it's actually linear. So I think we did a pretty good job of. Getting that in there. Yeah, I would say yeah. if you took if you took like Mega Man, the game of Mega Man, and you placed it into Metroid, that would be kind of what this game is, which is cool. It's a really cool idea to me because you're you're right. Each level, it's almost like there's levels inside the uh, ship, and there's a boss, but you're free to go kind of anywhere you want. Right. And like a Metroid style, and you can explore, but there's always, there's this, it's kind of like a set path towards a boss. And then you beat the boss, and you get a weapon from the boss. And then you're free to move. And it kind of helps you do other things, like the charge shot. Once you get it, you can jump higher. So it's kind of like Metroid, but instead of just finding the things, you beat the boss, and you get a new weapon, and that's kind of how you progress. I, it's a cool, it's a cool blend of two of my favorite uh, genres of game. Awesome. Yeah, so. I, it's also it's also a little difficult and frustrating. I'm not gonna lie. It's you definitely left that in there too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like being frustrated by by games like Mega Man. So um, when yeah. it came to Rex Rocket, yeah, you know, I I tried to add that in there. Some people get more frustrated than others, obviously. But you know, for the type of game that you know, I made it for people like me who like being frustrated. And uh, you know, all the feedback that we've gotten from like reviews and people on the boards, it's like. Yeah, you know they're frustrated too, but a lot of them like it. They like the punishment. So. Yeah, I'd um, say uh, I'd say I'm in that crowd of liking the punishment. You do help out by having good checkpoints, though. Yeah, there's lots of checkpoints. It's easy to get back to anywhere in the ship. I mean, uh, 
you know, it, whenever you get into a new section, there's always like a hyper tube, or you can open up a shortcut, or or whatever. So, even if you do die, it's pretty. It, it, I mean, at the max, it takes like, you know, ten minutes to get back to where you were, if even. I recommend people that like Mega Man to to go and get your game on Steam if they have. Cool, yeah, game. totally, totally. If you're a Mega Man fan, you'll be right at home with the Rex Rocket. Or a Metroid and, uh, fan, either one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're a Metroid fan, sure. Yeah, it's a little bit of both, so. Um, I made it, I just beat the Enforcer bot, and that's as far as I made it this week. Is that, oh, cool. that's probably not very far. No, it's not, it, I mean, that's like the second boss in the game, so. Yeah, it is, it's just it, the second, so. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good first step in, into Rex, for sure. Yeah. Um, things start getting pretty crazy after that point. I can imagine. I'm excited. I'm gonna keep playing it. So we'll, see, we'll cool. see how far I get. I I have a tendency not to beat games anymore for some reason, just because I got way too many to play. But oh uh, yeah, I, don't I think I like this game anymore. enough. I think I like this game enough that I might end up beating it one day. Do you have any uh, exclusive two dudes cheat codes that you haven't given out to anybody yet? No, the Knump code is the only one in there. <laughs> uh, okay, just trying to get the trying to get the fans some exclusivity. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish. I wish we we had built some more cool cheat codes into it. Yeah, that's all right. But, you got anything yeah. else you want to say? You want to tell people where they can find it? I know you can get it on Steam. That's yeah. where I got it. But so yeah, just Steam for right now. It will be on Humble Bundle, probably GOG, at some point too in the near future. Um, but yeah, for right now, just Steam. Grab it on there. It's available for PC. Should be available for Mac pretty soon, and uh, iOS as well. I- iPad. Cool. Oh, cool. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. iOS would be cool. Although I don't use iOS, but that'd be that'd be neat. Yeah. Well, I, we're going to be coming to like Android and Android Fire TVs as well. So. All right. Um, but that's we're going to get all the iOS stuff taken care of first, and then Android's going to be in our crosshairs. Yeah. I got you. So, Justin, did we do feedback yet? We have not done feedback yet. Do you want to do some feedback? D-Patter Feedback. Let's do some feedback. So, I've got the form already pulled up, so I can go ahead and start on that. Okay. There was a lot on the form. Yeah. Yeah, there was. So, a lot of good... uh, We got a lot of good feedback here. So... Kyle the Murphy says, uh, Mega Man is one of those games that not only stands the test of time, but feels ten times harder than it did as a kid. I can relate to that. Yeah, It's still a great platformer, as good as any of any in my opinion, but it has a very steep learning curve. It's like Super Meat Boy without any forgiveness. Okay. Sure. Ern, Ern says... Uh, I have such a bad relationship with this game, mainly because I haven't been able to beat Iceman stage since I was about 8 or 10 years old. Uh, one day, winter coat wearing son of a blanking blank. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Fishlips J, which I think is Jay Jorgensen. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it is, I think. Mega Man? Question mark, ex- exclamation mark. I could have swore that the music you played at the end of the show was from Mega 4, not the original. Now my voicemail makes no sense at all. I only played this once, and it was tough. Yeah, I think we kind of explained what happened there. Okay, 
Sorry about that. Uh, 8-Bit Baz says, I truly adore this game. One of my favorites of all time. And my favorite of all the Mega Man series. Uh, fantastic level design. Amazing music. Great promise. This whole game just blows my mind to this day. And the No Swear Dude said, uh, Great solid game. But I think it suffers from Terminator 2 Syndrome, where the sequel so outshines the original that the original is often overlooked or forgotten. Also, if it wasn't for the pause trick, the Yellow Devil could have been a game-breaker due to its extreme difficulty. Yeah, that's kind of what I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude Hickman says, I feel like Mega Man came out nearly fully formed. You had the classic Blue Bomber, selectable levels, each with a unique boss. Acquiring abilities from bosses, figuring out what ability to use on who, tough level, satisfying gameplay, and great music. The only thing that didn't carry over to Mega Man 2 was scoring. I agree with Phil. Great game. Gets fairly overlooked. And that box art. Yeah. <laughs> the box art. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Stark Scraps. Stark Scraps says, I just beat the first and second one about a week ago. I love this series. The Wii Guy says, great and classic uh, soundtrack by Maname Matsume, and the uh, sound driver programming by Yushiro Sakaguchi, whose sound would carry out the great NES Capcom sound we've all come to know and love. And one more from Retro Junkie Landon. This is the game that started it all for the Blue Bomber. It had and still has excellent graphics, sound, and most of all, gameplay. The controls were tight with little to no lag. It seemed which is uh, good because you are going to need it to be on your A game to beat this game. This definitely belongs on the Mount Rushmore of NES games. Nice. The Mount Rushmore of NES games, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Who, okay, so who's on the Mount Rushmore of NES games for you? I'm, I'm going to say Mega Man, Mario, uh... Simon from Castlevania and Samus from Metroid. That's my Mount Rushmore of NES games. I'm going to go with Mario, Pac-Man, Samus from Metroid. And I'll go with Mega Man as my fourth. Ooh, that's, that's a good lineup. I'd have to go with... Let's see here. Mega Man, Mario, those are the givens. I'd probably go with Dragon Warrior, too. I'd just I'd throw him up there. He was one of my favorites. And then Metroid. Okay, so the only one that we all disagree on is uh, we got a Castlevania, we got a Dragon Warrior, and we got a Pac-Man up there. And uh, honorable mention, honorable mention, the uh, Duck Hunt Dog. Okay. Ah, uh, Duck Hunt Dog. <laughs> yeah. I would say honorable mention, that guy from... Uh, Deadly Towers. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's not getting anywhere near it. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Hey, so we got two phone calls this week. All right. And, and then that'll close out our feedback. All right. Dude, it's Jay Jorgensen again. I listened to the Pack Sanity episode. Loved it. Loved hearing Aaron Robinson's voice. I haven't heard him in forever. So it's actually he'll have a clip stuff out in a while. Um, yeah, I was going to, you know, respond to your your comment about uh, 
well, I guess it wasn't your comment, but it was a feedback comment about how somebody can't tell you guys apart. I've, I've come up with a really, really good method of how to tell you guys apart. So, um, Justin tends to speak pretty normally and, you know, kind of whatever, no accent. But when you hear Michael ask a question, now you know that there's five W's, who, what, when, where, why, and how. But when Michael asks a question, he always puts the H before the W. When he says it, and I know that's kind of an accent thing, and I can't make fun of it, because I'm from Minnesota, and we all sound like we're from Fargo. So, you know, if you're ever confused, just remember, when Michael asks a question, it's always not what, it's what. <laughs> the next game sounds like it's going to be Mega Man 4, which is awesome. I've been trying to play through this game lately, and I got stuck, and uh, I think it's... Aquaman or Dive Man, Marine Man. Not for the been a while since I picked up the controller, but uh, looking forward to it. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. It's it's true. I do say what, what, and I I don't, I don't know why. I feel like uh, I don't know. I don't know why I say that. I just and it, it it's like that song. What's that song that's out now? Everybody's popular. Like turn down for what or whatever. What? Mm-hmm. Turn down for what? Like, Turned down for what? I sound like Hank Hill. What? What in the world is going on here? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> thanks, Jay, for bringing that up. Uh, it's true. What are you gonna do? All right, we got one. We got one more. I didn't listen to this one, so if it curses, then I'm sorry to everybody. So. Hey, I hope I have the right number for um, Juju and an NES podcast. Uh, my name is Jake. I am a retro gamer and have been for pretty much ever. I happened to just find your guys' podcast today. Uh, while I was at work, just, I was bored and I looked up retro games on Stitcher. Uh, didn't listen to the newest one, the Fazanadu. Yes, that's not Fazanadu. Didn't listen to that one yet, but I happened to listen to Tech Mobile and I fucked out Tech Mobile being probably my favorite NES game of all time. Uh, I just gotta say, guys, I love the show. Uh, love the idea of it. Anyway, I did have a trophy idea for, um, Tech Mobile. A couple of them actually, incidentally, revolving around Bo Jackson and, you know, his running abilities. <clears throat> One being, if you tackle Bo Jackson for a loss of yards, the trophy can be called, There Goes the Knee. Cause, you know, you know, those knee issues actually ended his career. And then, if you throw Jackson, you run it in for a touchdown, you have to call it short beat baseball. Sorry, did baseball. <laughs> oh, that was a cool idea. Anyway, guys, just wanted to say I love the show. Uh, wondering if you ever thought of doing a show on probably one of my one of my favorite NES games. It's actually a guilty pleasure. Someone likes it. Is Urban Champion. Wondering if you guys threw that in an episode already and I missed it, or if you ever thought about doing that. Anyway, thanks again. Well, we haven't done Urban Champion, but uh, No Swear Gamer did it, right? Yeah, last he week, did. right? He did, it, he did it last week. We haven't done it yet. Uh, we do. It's on the list. Of course, every game's on the list. But huh. I, I've, no, I've never played Urban Champion. I hear it's not very good. So he says it's a it's a guilty pleasure for him. So yeah, that must mean uh, it may not be good to most people. But thanks for calling. And I'm glad you found the show. Listen to all the old ones. Don't worry about listening yeah. to Fast Sanity too soon. Uh, well, yeah. 
Aaron I mean, did a good job, but it's a good show. But uh, Justin, that's not the top of Justin and I, my game here. Aaron was good, so you maybe do want to listen to it because Aaron, Aaron was good on it. But uh, mm-hmm. the top of our game, you need to listen. Let me let's give him a couple suggestions since you just started to listen. Let's. Uh, I say definitely do the boy and his blob show where we got David Crane on. Uh, it, mm-hmm. I think the Double Dragon show is a must listen for anybody because we make so many references to the Tom Arnold on their yeah. show nowadays that That's if, the you, original. if yeah. you don't listen to the Double Dragon episode, you will not get that reference. So you got to go back and listen to the Double Dragon episode. Right. And then I, I like the Mar- I like the first episode just because I like the stupid soundboard Mario, but nobody else likes it. So what are you gonna do? Right. <sighs> All right, yeah, I, think I, like I think that's pretty much wrapping us up here. Justin, you want to tell people how they can... Well, actually, uh, yeah, Justin, go ahead and tell people how they can find us. You can find us on any social media outlet there is, obviously Facebook. Uh, Facebook, we're creeping up on that 300 likes. We're at 293 as of right now, so we only need seven more people. We'll get to uh, 300, so if you're on Facebook and you haven't liked us yet, do it. And if you don't have Facebook, make a Facebook account and like us. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, wait a minute. I got, I got one more thing that I almost forgot. I don't want to forget this because I posted about it on Facebook, and that reminded me. We got two. I, I posted on Facebook that I smelled a couple of new honorary dudes. So we do have a couple mm-hmm. more honorary dudes to announce today. Real quick. Okay. First one being Jay Jorgensen. Congratulations, Jay. Or Dude Jorgensen now. Or dude. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like Dude Jay. Let's go with Dude Jay. So, and I will say that his his latest push with calls, because he's been giving us a lot of calls, and we like calls, so I think that's what really pushed him over the edge. Mm-hmm. So, welcome welcome to the honorary dudeship, Jay. We're glad to have you. And then the other one is Eric Purcell. We haven't, has he already a dude? He's not a dude yet, is he? No. No, he's not. Yeah, so yeah, so welcome, dude Purcell. Uh, we appreciate we appreciate all your uh, your sharing and your liking that you do and your commenting. So mm. I think that brings us up to four dudes now. We got dude Hickman, dude Upple, dude Jay, and dude Purcell. So if anybody well. else wants to be a dude, keep liking, keep sharing us, give us some calls. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you can, you too can be an honorary dude. <laughs> all right, Justin. Sorry, go ahead. You can finish. Uh, you know, we're just finishing it up. We, you can always find us on nesdudes.com, which is our website. Uh, and also download the app on the Google Play Store. Uh, we've got a Two Dudes in That Mess app. Keep up with everything Two Nudes and access to any of the episodes on there as well. <laughs> Whoa, it's not Two Nudes. That's a different Did app. I say nudes? <laughs> <laughs> that's a completely different Don't app. look up two nudes. Yeah, that's a, that's a, totally, that's a totally... Yeah. Nice. Do that. Also starring yeah. me and Justin, if that tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> two nudes and an ass. We're sitting playing an ass naked. <laughs> uh, anyway, go ahead. So. All right. I think that's, All right. I guess that's it. Uh, here comes the noises and the bleeps and the bloops for next week's game. Thanks, Rob, for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I had a lot of fun. All right, we'll see you, everybody.